With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Got it! Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got it! Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of your favourite cricket podcast, Two Slips in a Gully. There's only the two of us here tonight. Yep. Just the two of us. Yeah, we've done it. We've, done it. we've become a musical program. <laughs> <laughs> it's of course uh, me here, Aaron, and I'm joined by Glenn. How are you going? I'm good, I'm good. So there's no, no Captain Gary here this week, so uh, it's just going to be the two of us. Waffling on about cricket, which we know we all all love listening to. So we've got a couple of things to cover this time. I've gonna we're gonna go through. We're doing well. We're gonna have another quiz later on in the show. See if we can uh, stretch our cricket brain muscles. Uh, we're gonna have a chat about the uh, makeup of the Aussie side and some. Well, I think it's a controversy. It's not quite controversy level, but uh, certainly annoys me about the makeup of the Australian side. And um, Big Bash Supercoach is on its way. And so Glenn and I have dove back in for another go round. I'm still working it out. And we will um, announce our teams as they stand at the moment, with I'm sure many, many changes still to come before round one. So... Plenty of good cricket stuff coming your way, coming up right after this. Leg stump, that and all it! What a wonderful shot to bring it up on as well. What a moment for Michael Clark. Not just as a player, but as a captain, here on his home ground. The squad for the Australian Test side was announced uh, last week. Um, And I would like to point out, you know, just backing a little bit of our cricketing credentials here. We, um, our last episode we had, which was a couple of weeks ago, before the squad was announced, we postulated who was going to be in the squad. Um, and so we, we basically said that the, the, the last start 11 would be there. So, you know, Warner, Burns, Labashane, Smith, Wade, Head, Payne, Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, Lyon. They're 
probably going to be in that yeah. squad, and in they were. Yeah. And then we postulated the extras who were going to join them in the bubble, and we got them all right. Yep. I mean, I think you got them all right. <laughs> I think I, I might have argued for a uh, for for the last position to go to a reserve keeper, um, a guy who actually is keeping at the time, but um, they've gone with an extra bowler as. You suspected they would. Yes. So the new additions to the side are Mitch Swepson, who is having a phenomenal start to the Shield year. Cameron Green, again, who is having a phenomenal start to the Shield year. The fringe bowlers that we have in Pattinson and Nisa, they're in the side as well, which are no real shocks. Um, and then a Will Bukowski, who has started the, the, the season absolutely on fire with back-to-back double hundreds and is just... Scoring runs for fun. Yep. Um, carrying a lot of weight behind his name to get him into the side. And in the last position, as we said, uh, Glenn, and I think Gary as well, suggested possibly they went we would go with a backup keeper who was actually keeping. Um, floated the names up like Carey. Um, uh, yeah. We floated the idea of do they carry a, a spinning all-rounder to help protect the... Yeah, um, the batting lineup. If they didn't want to go with two front line spinners so at Sydney, possibly Agar. Yeah. Um, and then oh, I suggested they probably are going to go with an extra fast bowler just in case you don't want to have too many injuries or anything like that. And floated the idea of Sean Abbott, who was of course the last member of the side mm. who was selected in the bubble. So congratulations to uh, all of those players who made the bubble. Um, some people who were on the fringes made it to the Australia A squad. So um, Ashton Agar, who we spoke about, has made the Australian A squad. Uh, Jackson Bird and Alex Carey both made the Australian A squad. Harry Conway, who had a really good season last year for New South Wales, has got in there. Yeah. Um, Cameron Green will get to ply his trade to try and push for a start in the test side by being in that. Uh, Moses okay, on- so there's a bit of overlap. There. There's a bit of overlap. Yeah. Uh, Travis Head's in there. Moses on Reeks is getting rewarded for a really strong start for New South Wales. Uh, Nick Maddinson's uh, also in the side. Uh, Mitchell Marsh was scheduled to be in the Australian A squad, but his fitness is not progressing as fast as they would have liked, so I don't know whether or not he'll get in there. Apparently he's not going to bowl until after New Year's, from what I hear. Right. So that'll probably rule him out. Okay. Um, uh, will Sutherland, the young... Yeah, young bowler from Victoria who's um he's had a promising start to his career. He's made the squad, so yeah, he's gone under the radar a bit. Mm. Um, yeah, much better start than I I would have thought. Um, I'm still waiting for Nathan Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably still too early days. Still too early days, yeah. but um, yeah, we we're about to get into the big bashers. We were um spoke about he had a, a not a. A blinding start, but a solid start to this year's Shield. But we all know that he really plied his trade and really became a household name um, in the uh, the One Day Cup and then subsequently the Big Bash for the Hurricanes. So we're getting into into Ellis country pretty soon. Yep. Is he in your Supercoach side? No, I suppose I we'll have I to find out him. later on. Oh, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'll have to hang around and, and work out. Um, so as we spoke about at the outset, um, I think there's just there's just a, a tinge of controversy that's going around the what the makeup of the Australian test side will be. There always is. Um, I might be <laughs> overstating it a bit. It's not too bad. Um, but it's just something that's really irritated me, and I'm sure that you guys have heard about it. That is um, the who's going to open the batting with David Warner. Hmm. So um, 
Justin Langer is heavily lent towards the fact that the uh, 11, the last start 11, those guys will get first crack at it. Bit of yeah. loyalty. It's been a very disjointed winter. Yeah. You know, just wants to keep things normal. The, the age old, the age old pick and stick sort argument. Of, you know, harder yeah. to get out of the side than into it. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, and is giving Joe Burns a crack. Um, and as we spoke about in the last episode, I don't think that's a particularly great way of going about it. No. Burns has been in despicable form. Um, and this is coming from a podcast that supports Joe Burns. Like, I really want Burns to do well. I think that he's he's been hard done by by the Australian selectors where he's been in form and then dropped. But he's averaging 11. 11. Yeah. For... Uh, and they're playing, for Queensland. They're playing in Adelaide. A- and there have been such a weight of runs from just a, about everywhere else. Yeah, it's, exactly. It really, like Sam Whiteman's picked up 200s. Uh, Bancroft's picked up 200s. Uh, Pekofsky's picked up two double hundreds. Harris has picked up a double hundred. Like there are openers mm. out there. Jordan Silk's got a hundred. Like yeah. there are openers doing the job. Yeah, and right. as much as I'm, I'm with Langer, I want to give Burns benefit of the doubt, get him into the squad. But he's really lucky to be in the squad. If we're brutally honest, yeah, we haven't got. I mean, we we, we dropped Matt Renshaw for much less. I suppose we've covered these arguments mm. though. Um, and that was a that was a young Matt Renshaw, you know. And, and for exactly the same thing, he was the incumbent. Yeah, um, he wasn't doing too bad at test level. If you read his test stats, they don't read too badly. And then couldn't buy a run for Queensland at the same time that Bancroft, I believe it was, had scored a double hundred and then another hundred, and it was just that really rich vein of form that got him into the into the national spotlight. And they flicked him off. And like, and so I'm happy that they're giving Burns a bit of a go, but yeah, man, Perkowski's young, dynamic. He's coming off two double hundreds. He's got. When he's been playing for Victoria, he scored runs for fun. Like he, he's this isn't just like where did this form come from? Bukowski's yeah. got he looks runs like, under his belt. He looks like Lord Flashheart as well. <laughs> so I, I've got to get that in. <laughs> I just love it. So, by all accounts, if you're going to be treating Shield cricket seriously and asking your players, yeah, you know, how do I play for Australia, coach? Go to Shield level, score runs, take wickets. You can't ask for much more than he's yeah. had. Two games and he scored two double hundreds. Like, what more do you want from the kid? Yeah, um, it's, it's yeah, it's hard to say like what the message they're trying to send <laughs> when you you pick a guy who hasn't hasn't performed in in Shield. It's, it's, it's like you said before. It's a real it's, it shows a real disregard for the quality of of Shield cricket. Yeah, and I'm all for for loyalty and you know backing guys, you know. Yeah, backing him to come good, but Joe Burns is not mm. Marnus Labuschagne. He's not Steve Smith. He's not, you know, Josh Hazelwood. He's not Nathan Lyon. He's not a guy that's yeah. nailed his spot down. That you'll be like, all right, well, we know that you can score, you know, four hundreds in a series and make batting look easy. We'll, you know, we'll we'll forget about the the scratchy shield form and just back you to get it right on the day. Like, yeah. I like Burns, but he hasn't earned that right. Yeah, He's, I mean. Yeah, you, it's been the last time he scored a first class hundred was at Manuka Oval against Sri Lanka. Yeah, yeah, and that was a pretty pedestrian Sri Lankan side there. Mm-hmm. And Manuka is a, a bit of a road. And nearly two years ago. Yeah. So. Mm. So that's anyway. unfortunately not the most controversial part of this selection. Yeah. The most controversial part of it is throughout all this. They've actually asked David Warner, the incumbent opener, 
who he'd prefer to play with, which I think is utterly ludicrous. I don't know how much weight David Warner's opinion is going to have on the final selection. I imagine it would be some if they're actually going to the point of asking him. But the fact that he is given any opinion at all is laughable. Like, you bat at the other end of whichever guy the Australian selectors pick. You don't get to go, oh, but I really like playing with Joe, so I want him at the other end. That's irrelevant. Your your opinion is, especially David Warner's, yeah. considering his track record in the recent past. <laughs> it's not even that recent. Yeah, like This, you, is, a, yeah. this is a guy that got... Sent it like just suspended from the Australian team for getting into a fight with um Joe Burns. Like this guy's mm. track record for disciplinary issues is quite long. Like yeah. this isn't the Sandpaper Gate. While the most disturbing thing that Warren has done is not something that's come out of nowhere. He's regularly getting into trouble. He's getting into arguments, either physical altercations or verbal altercations with other players. Like this is mm. there's a long line of behaviour issues. He's not the Poster child for Australian I mean, cricket. Maybe, maybe if Will Pekoski had a reputation as being a terrible runner between the wickets or something like that, like you know, had a reputation for leaving his partner high and dry at the other end. Yeah. But it really, like, other than running between the wickets, what does it? What does it really matter? The only, the only opener that I would allow to put any weight uh, into. I mean, either way, who he gets a pick is Matthew yeah. Hayden. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if and it's that, if it's a matter of breaking up a partnership that goes as as far back as Hayden and Langer, and is successful as Hayden and Langer, yeah, then then maybe, yeah. But like this isn't the case here, and it's just where do you where do you draw the line? Like where to play? Where do you draw the line at players being able to offer? See if you get into a, an argument because yeah, I don't know, you're having a friendly punt or you're betting or you're playing a yeah pickup game of basketball or something or he makes yeah. fun of My, your brother Michael, or Michael Jordan's been in their ears <laughs> you know if players yeah. get into an argument do you then run the risk oh I better not get into an argument with Dave I might get dropped like yeah you know yeah. Dave Warner comes up and does something stupid like steal stuff out of one of the kit bags I'm not saying that he would do that but he just helps himself to some I don't know bat tape or extra set of gloves or something, and they yeah. go, "You can't do that." And then, oh, but I can't yell at Davey about taking my stuff. He might get me. Like it's just ridiculous. Maybe they should ask him about whether Sonny Bill should be selected for the Roosters <laughs> or something. That might be touching a nerve or two. But like, you got know what I mean though. It's just where does it? Where does player preference stop? Like, it's not. It's not unfeasible that somewhere down the line that that spouses could represent the Australian cricket team one day. Right. Do you, like, break up the happy couple because one of them's out of form? Or you just go, oh, no, we can't do that. That's that's Jimmy's husband. We can't drop him. Like, All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I see. I was trying to work that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because guys can Yeah, do that yeah, too. yeah. I mean... It hasn't happened yet. Well, you, you know, if you look at Stoyness uh, and Zampa. You count, unless you count those two weeks where Jimmy Faulkner was you know, <laughs> <laughs> claiming. Or, or, I don't know. It was like it was actually more like two days, wasn't it? I think it was just one lunch <laughs> or dinner. Yeah. So you could look at uh, Zamps and Stoyness and you might be thinking that the yeah that uh, spouses already do. Yeah. But, that, yeah, irrelevant. It, it could happen <laughs> one day. Yeah, and it could happen, yeah. Like this is a we we drop Steve War for Mark War like yeah we obviously personal preference 
yeah. hasn't really affected Australia a great deal in these selections. And just the, the fact that we're letting an opener like pick who his partner is. I mean, what's that doing to he's, Pukowski's confidence? I mean, he's, like he's not the captain. He's he's not no longer the vice captain. Um, I, I he's barred from a leadership position in Australia in for perpetuity. Yeah, cannot be in that position again. That's yeah. I mean, if he was the captain, lo- I can understand him having some say because the I mean, captain I mean, is the only then, active player yeah, who should when, have some. When say. you're talking about opening batsmen, though, there's very little handling from the captain. It's just which guy is not like, going to get out first ball. All uh, right, okay. that guy. Yeah, I mean, like you ask the captain who faces up. No. I mean, yeah. You just pick the best person for the job. Exactly. You pick the best 11, and if David Warner doesn't like it, then he can shut up. Mm. And, like, I don't know whether or not this is just the media blowing up something that's not really a big issue in the Australian camp, but this can't be doing good things to Will Bukowski's confidence, sitting on the sidelines, listening to Warner go, oh, but I prefer Joe, despite the fact that he's scored, you know, a quarter of the runs in the entire Shield tournament that Bukowski scored in one innings. Yeah. Like, Will's got to be sitting there going, well, geez, like, I don't know what more I've got to do. I've just rattled off two double hundreds on the, yeah. you know, first player to do that in decades, yeah. and yet I can't get in the side He's, because Dave doesn't like me. Like, I've got a hell of a mo. Um, <laughs> he even bats right-handed. <laughs> yeah, so it's a right-left, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yep, I can understand. I mean... I suppose the playing devil's advocate, uh, you're bad in partnerships. You play in partnerships. Um, you, you cite the Hayden Langer successful thing. I guess they were successful because even though they were both left-handed, they were they approached the their the game quite so differently. Different, like, yeah, so yeah, your lengths yeah. and all that you, needed to you be. You don't want to bowl short to Langer, and you don't want to bowl full to Hayden, but. I mean, and I totally appreciate that line yeah. of thinking, but this isn't Langer and Hayden, Warner and Burns, and not even in the same ballpark of yeah. It's not a successful. Ta- it's not a Taylor Slater. It's not a I don't yeah. Know, this isn't comparing two very similar players. You're comparing an incumbent that has has it, well, an incumbent that definitely hasn't nailed his spot down, yeah. versus a young guy that is absolutely like he's not kicking the door down. He's blowing up the house. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this isn't sort of like a same same coin flip where we might go. Who do you prefer with? Like, there's one guy that has all the evidence in the world going for him, and another guy that's only clinging on because he's a good bloke. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I just can't. I can't follow the logic. If 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 they go the way that they that I think they're going, and they they pick Joe Burns, I just hope that it wasn't on that basis for one. Um, and yeah, to me that's it's just going back to the bad old days when they just kind of picked blokes because they were, I don't know, they they got along well. Yeah, you know, um, if they do end up going with Burns, I hope Burns, you know, shrugs off whatever's been plaguing him in Shield cricket and makes a massive score against against the Indians. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely. know that he can do that. Um, I, I'm not. I'm just not even necessarily upset if they do picking. If Langer comes out and says, "Look, as a, it's just this is what it's going to be. This isn't the ideal preparation, yeah. but I am giving my current group of players the benefit of the doubt. I know they can all do a job at Test level. I'm backing him to get into the good books and do it again, and we'll go from there. But if that's his rationale, it's just these guys were the yeah. last guys to do it. 
I know that they'll come good, then that's fine. Yeah, I but mean, if they come in in any way and go, oh yeah, Davey just didn't like the look of Will's mullet, so we just didn't pick him. Like, how can you not? It is so beautiful. Oh, I can't stand mullets. <laughs> I'd almost not. I'd almost not pick him on that. But then I remember that it's a, you know, it's a job that comes with some prestige, a selector, and you can't <laughs> let personal preference like that get in the way. I see. I'm I'm usually with you, but when it's a great big bl- like strawberry blonde mullet, it's it's just that ridiculous <laughs> that it just gets it over the line. I, I just don't dig mullets at all. I just can't imagine like the first guy that should have went. What if I cut it really short at the front, leave it long, and then looked in the mirror and went, "Yes, yes, you are killing this look." Yes, yeah. and then you walk outside, and then someone else sees that and goes, "Yes, yes, <laughs> I, I got to get me one of them." Like, who are these people? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Eh? Like, and like, I'm looking at you, Taylor. Uh, sorry, Mark War and Flemo. Like, you guys, like, yeah, like they're looking, they're going, "Yes, I'm I mean, definitely doing that." I'm not going to look back on photos twenty years from now and go, "What on earth was I thinking?" <laughs> that is the look. And it's making a comeback. I was at the pool yeah, the other yeah, day yeah. and there was about five blokes all walking past with mullets and then like yeah. like they were progressively longer and <laughs> Amy, my partner, goes, do you think the guy with the longest mullet is the leader of the group? That's right. And I'm like, I like, think that's how it works. It has to be. It has to be. They face off. Um, <laughs> and they just like flick their the long right. parts around yeah. like a... Yeah. Like a peacock with well, its... They, they use it feathers. like a whip until the other person just submits and... And, and that's and how you assert dominance exactly. in them. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. Yeah, so we've, we've slowly turned into a David Attenborough special. <laughs> yeah. Look, we, we're, we're over 50 episodes now. We've got to go musical. We've got to go documentary. We're, we're spanning the genres. Don't man. forget clip show. Every good, <laughs> every good series that lasts long enough gets a clip show of their best moments that came before. <laughs> anyway, the cricket. The cricket. Back to the cricket. So, yes, um, like I'm very happy with how the squad's turned out. I'm happy that we picked it so proves that we've actually got a little bit of credentials in. Um, maybe George Bailey was listening to us. And if you are gorgeous, George, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I just I'm, – I'm perfectly happy for them to pick Burns if the rationale is – they're the guys that are in there last, and I'm backing them to do a job. I don't think it's necessarily fair on Bukowski, but I can see the rationale behind it. You're yeah. stick by your blokes. But if yeah, if David Warner's opinion comes into swaying that even a little bit, they're not doing it right. Yeah, and the, absolutely. And the current selectors need to have a long, long, hard look at themselves. Mm. If yeah, if especially a guy like David Warner, this is a guy that was going to be dropped or yeah. should have been dropped after the Ashes. He was. Certainly in the firing line, yeah, he's got such a checkered past. Like we don't, no one cares what Dave Warner thinks, mm. even if he was a good like. Apparently, one the, the media does. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're drumming that if up. They, if they can sell newspapers, they'll they'll do it. So, um, yes, hopefully, I hope. I, I personally I'd like hope. To, we'll, I'd like to hear a counter argument. Like, uh, if if someone thinks uh, that. Dave Warner should have a say because I'm I'm trying I'm grasping around trying to play devil's advocate here. I, I can't really find it. I think you're on the money with like the only thing that Dave Warner could say is you know I'm more comfortable batting with Joe. We've got a good thing going on, all that, which I would argue is not the case. Like if you look at their partnerships over the last sort of the last dozen test starts that they've had together, you know there's a smattering of good scores, but Joe's. Joe's really been struggling since that mark that he got a ninety, I think, against Pakistan. Yeah. Um, and then has really struggled for form since then. So he's rattled off a one seventy against Sri Lanka, came back and got a 
a 90 odd against Pakistan, and then not a lot really to write home about, unfortunately. For yeah. so he he needs a score essentially. I think he's probably going to have a go at the um the Australia A game. I think he and Wilpkowski will essentially be batting off for the opening spot. Yeah, which I think is a little unfair. I think Bukowski's already got not only a foot but probably a leg and probably part of his torso as well. Hmm. Um, but well, I mean, competition. Yeah, I mean, hopefully the, the, breeds excellence. Probably the 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 argument for putting Burns in is that the. You know, Langer is closer to these guys. He knows where they're at. Um, and, I mean, that was that was why when we were talking about Mitchell Johnson, I, I got that so wrong. Because they've seen him train. Yeah. You know, they know that he's scaring people <laughs> with his pace at that time. And then he turned I into mean, one of the best series of fast bowlers ever had. Yeah, so. I, I'm not saying that it'll be that extreme, but... JL might be thinking, you know, Joe Burns, he's in a yeah. good spot. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, if I back my guy, he'll come good. Yeah. Okay, I personally, as a selector, I'll be picking Bukowski just on the sheer basis that, you know, what more can you do? Yeah. And he's young. Uh, he should have had a spot last year against Pakistan, but unfortunately he had to go and um, take care of himself with his mental health issues. Like, he was already in the side for that. So Australia obviously likes the look of him. Um, he's flexible. He batted through the middle order all through now. He's now an opener, so you know that the, he's a guy that can slot in anywhere and do a job. Um, I personally would pick Will Bukowski. On, mm. And also, also the fact that Joe Burns has just been absolutely struggling for runs, and you want to make sure that runs are at a premium. You want to be in this Australian side. You can't afford to have yeah. lapses. You need to be playing well. That's right. Um, though, like as I've said, going around in circles a little bit, but as I said, if... Langer's opinion is I'm giving the last guys that played first crack because I'm backing my guys to the back of my guys to the hilt and I know they're going to come good. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I think it's unf- unfair to Will Pukowski, but I'm okay with it. But yeah, if David Warner's opinion sways those selectors in any way when it comes through to, you know, the the morning of the first test, then yeah, they're not they're not doing their jobs properly. Yep. Fair enough. Do your jobs. <laughs> do your jobs. Because God knows there's lots of people that like to do them for you. Knocks him over with pace. Real pace. Right through the England captain. What a start for the Aussies. It is that time of year again. Do you know what time it is, Glenn? Um, not tool time. Not <laughs> oh, you the 90s reference. All right. uh, it is, uh, it's time for the Big Bash. And with right. the Big Bash comes Big Bash Supercoach, which we managed to twist your rubber arm enough to get us to play last year, and it's come back around. So the Big Bash will be kicking off at a revised start date of the 10th of December, so not far away now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been a plethora of uh, international stars coming, which is yep. a little bit laughable because Channel 7 has been spending the better part of three or four months trying to basically get out of paying Cricket Australia any money because they're talking about how the, the it with the extended bubble and all of this, that's the there's not going to be as many good players, the cricket's not going to be as good, blah, 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 blah. Well, as it turns out, the only players that are going to be missing out will be the players in the test squad. And I think even now that they're with COVID sort of really starting to just simmer down, yeah. they're even talking about letting those players leave the squad. So it'll only be probably 13 rather than the 17. Okay. Um, and they've opened it up to having three imports. 
And we've got such a stars that we've got guys like Bairstow coming over. We've got David Milan, who's the number one ranked T20 batsman. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, Will Jacks, who was the number one ranked player out Will of Will Jack out of the NatWest T20 Blast. Right. Um, That's a dynamic name. Mornay Morkel's coming over. Like, there's there's yeah. so many. Actually, Rashid Khan. Actually, Mornay Morkel already lives here. Yeah, so he's, he's a local <laughs> he, player. He's not even is, a, yeah, he's not even an international. So... Can they... Can they... Lara lives in Sydney, doesn't he? <laughs> Get him out. Yeah. Um, guys like Tom Curran are back in. Muhammad Nami's coming back. Um, so like Imran Tahir, he's coming mid-season. They've signed nice. him, and he's been a massive player over the international T20 circuit. Yeah. Nicholas Poran from the West Indies, huge right. names coming over. Uh, guys like Liam Livingston are coming back over. Yeah. Um, Alex Hales is back. Jason Roy, Sam Billings, Riley Russo. Like there are so many names coming over. Oh. Carlos Brathwaite. Remember the name. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's back. There are so many, he so is, many. He is a big player in um, 2020. I mean, like in in both both senses well, of the word, he's who, a massive dude. No one will forget <laughs> like the the last over against England where he took. Ben yeah. Stokes to the tool shed to. They, they needed eighteen off the off the last over, and he did it in four balls. Yeah, he didn't need. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll just kick back the last two and, balls. And so I just find it absolutely laughable that Channel Seven just simply does not. This is probably going to be. Like, admittedly, some of those players uh, have other international commitments, and they're only going to be joining up mid tournament. But for most of those players that are joining up mid tournament, they've selected other international players to replace them for the first half and then we'll get replaced halfway through with yeah with a with a new player. So yeah, the the whole nah, you don't get as much money from us because what you're showing is second rate is just really backfired. It's making Channel Seven look even more money hungry than they were before. Yeah. Uh but moving on from that, we're joining up and we're doing Big Bash Supercoach again. And so we thought yeah. we would reveal where our teams are at heading into well, what have we got? Two weeks, two and a half weeks to go before the season starts. So we'll yep. go. We'll go with you, Glenn. We'll start with you. We'll start okay. with you. I probably haven't paid the attention that this has deserved, but let's go through it. Um, my starting wicketkeeper at this point is Josh Inglis. Um, it had to be him or um, the guy from Cruel Intentions. <laughs> I knew you were going to make a Ryan Phillippe joke. Yeah, I mean. It's it's essential. I well, think. Oh, that's a really um, good pick. Josh Inglis yeah. has been in cracking form yeah, for. He's already scored a, a shield hundred. I think even maybe possibly even two. Yeah, and I remember just last year whenever somebody had Inglis in their side, I was always worried, and you know that that's a pretty good indication, isn't it? Yeah. When when you look at the other person's side and you go, oh no, they've got Inglis. Or um, that's what New South Wales did for a better part of a decade in rugby league. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yep, I went with him, and as a my bench wicketkeeper, I went with Sam Whiteman. Um, as you pointed out before, uh, off air, that they probably won't play in the same game. Um, well, they will play in the same game in and real life, but you would never play Whiteman over Inglis. Yeah. Um, so I guess right now that's just trying to cash him up. Possibly Sam Whiteman might play in the top order. I'm not sure. Yeah, you'd have to check to see. Um, I, suppose I don't know. Maybe not. They've got uh, Jason Roy and um, 
Liam Livingston are the two o- players I think they're scheduled to open. So yeah, it'll be a case of where having a look at their lineup and seeing I, where. Whiteman I did enjoy falls. having Livingston too because uh, when he doesn't deliver with the bat, he comes out and <laughs> bowls like leg spin or something, and it's yeah, he sometimes delivers with the ball. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Whiteman's really just a, a cash out kind of cash up player. Um, I've put Stoinis in my side because I've just had to swallow my pride because um, he had an incredible year. And again, if you I, if I saw that someone had him in their side, um, I was worried. So I think everyone's got to do that. Well, he's back to bowling this year. And um, so Stoinis is at $185 thousand dollars as a starting price yeah and i don't think he bowled much last year and was the leading run scorer yeah for the big bash when and you if, look at a guy if like i recall we were paying over 200k hmm. at the end of last year darcy short is two hundred forty-five thousand dollars, so he's sixty thousand dollars cheaper than darcy short yeah he's arguably in the same ballpark as a batsman and is probably a better bowler yeah. Um, so mean, if you got Stornis coming back and bowling at full tilt, which he's been doing in the IPL, yeah, absolutely. I probably steal. looked at short and I was sort of like, yeah, as a, as a starting price, you're not going to get any cash out of him. So you're just relying on him to be amazing. So if he doesn't start well, you're going to look a bit stupid. <laughs> um, so I've got Mitchell Marsh. I think he's always really good, really dangerous. Uh, like you say, he, he won't bowl, but uh, one sixty four is even. He's probably worth that as a batsman, even though he does usually come in a bit later. Um, Again, it'll depend on his role, I think, to whether or not you'll get the use out of him you want. But yep. um, yeah, if he comes out batting well, that'll be a good pick for your middle order. Yep, uh, I've got Mac Wright because I love him from last year because I just randomly picked him because I needed someone and I didn't have any money, and then he went amazing, and um, I've. Nicknamed him Mac Daddy for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I, I was surprised that they were they put 154K on him up front. Well, it's, I suppose it's based on his uh, last season's average. So yeah. they're uh, having a look at that. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with Clint Hitchcliffe. Um, he sunk me a couple of times when he was in the opposition last year because um, he comes... He's officially a batsman, but he comes on and bowls these Chinaman deliveries, and uh, he cleaned up a couple of times. I think he got three or four wickets in one game, and mm. it just absolutely killed me because, yeah. Um, so he's in there. I'm hoping to cash him up. He was pretty cheap. Um, I went with Dan Hughes uh, as well. He didn't go too well last year, but he's an opening bat. Um and if he starts, I suppose that's the big thing, if he starts. Um, I think he's a quality player still. Um, yeah, so I might be able to cash him up. On the bench, I've got Sean Marsh and Sam Harper. I'm not sure why that, that is, possibly because I thought the Renegades had a bye first up and they changed the schedule and I'm just not sure about it. Should I keep going? Yeah, go. What are your bowlers? <laughs> All right, well, I've subbed out Rashid Khan because strikers have a bye. I can see that because of the blue dot. Uh, so I've got brought in Lloyd Pope. Um, he's getting wickets in Shield, but getting absolutely um, belted all over the place, but always produces in, uh, in I think I think with a more attacking mindset that um, players are going to have 
you know, having to go after him a bit more, Lloyd Pope will be a bit more successful as a one-day sort of yep. um, one-day sort of bowler, especially because he likes to bowl Rongan as well. So yep. he gets that landing all right. He had a, I remember he had a couple of really good spells for the Sixers last year, So which is why he's, what, he's $100,000-odd. Mm-hmm. So he's um, capable of producing. He's just, yeah, he's had a really sorry start to the year, unfortunately, for yeah. for Pope. I've got Berendorf. I didn't know he was injured. It seems like he's always injured. Um. A word is that he'll be back ready and raring to go. I'm not sure about week one, but yeah. there's talk from Adam love, Voges. I love Berendorf. I like how he swings that first two overs. With the new ball, even in 2020. Well, he changed the dynamic of our World Cup squad in 2019 where yeah. we had, I think it was Hazelwood and no, Stark and Cummins, was it maybe, up front? And then yeah. we were sort of fell away in the middle. So then we brought Berendorf in to go. And I think they, they did that specifically because of a statistical uh, um, analysis of England versus left-arm bowlers. Yep, and then they went with the two left-armers to open up and it paid massive dividends for us. So Yeah, that was kind of like a moneyball move there. And I know that he's, he's in the f- few times that he's managed to be fit enough to play for Australia, he's had really good games for us. So yep. um, I'm hoping he gets back to full fitness again and that's another weapon in our one-day international stockpile. Yep. Um, so I've got Nathan Ellis. Turns out I do have him. Yeah, I, I thought I didn't. So, so I was no, like I, I genuinely forgot that I put him in there. Um, I don't really need to cover why. I love the guy. He's good at the start with the ball, handy with the bat, finishes well, bowls an epic Yorker. He's got the best Yorker I've seen from a guy in a long time. Um, I've brought back Sock. I love Sock. He's usually pretty good in these, and yeah, I think he'll he'll get a run. I'm hoping so. They um toyed with a few times through last year where he got wicket well bowled in the power play first up. So yeah, um, that's a bit of a change up. So yep, gets a bit of a burn. I like I like Steve O'Keefe as well. The next one's probably going to shock you. Um, I've got Billy Stanlake. I think he's going to come good. Well, he's I just he's very reasonably priced, and the Melbourne yeah. Stars have a double game in the first. That's right. So he's he's on seven. He's down to seventy five k. He had a shocking year last year, um, but he went from representing Australia in twenty twenty to, I mean, really being dropped from the the upper tier. But I just think that he will bounce back. I think he's a one uh, thing to be uh, to be mindful of. The Big Bash has gotten reinvented its rules again this year, so they're now oh, allowing yeah. a super sub. Right. At I think is it the tenth over or before the tenth over. So Stanlake could be a guy that opens up, bowls yeah. his two or three overs potentially, and then gets subbed sub. out. So for, uh, for a batsman, you mean, or just whoever their super sub is? I'm not sure. I don't know really know how the logistics of it are going to work. Do I then get the points of the sub that he gets? <laughs> no, you just get Stanlake's points. So uh, okay, but um, that's all right. But no, I'm, I, I'm not expecting him to earn me much with the bat. Um, Yep, and on the be- bench I've got <coughs> Rashid Khan because everyone needs Rashid Khan. And I've got Chris Tremaine. He had a bad year last last year, but I think he's a quality player. He's a quality he's quality in the long form and surely surely that has to You may convert. just want to check in on that when it comes closer to week 1 because they're one of the players I've got in my side, Adam Milne, has been signed by the Thunder and I don't know how much of a run 
Tremaine will get. Okay. Well, he's only on my bench right now. Because so. they like to play two spinners, John O'Cook and um, Nair. Yeah. And then they'll play Dan- Daniel Sams as one of their quicks. Milne will be one of their quicks. Um, and then Ben Cutting's also in that side who potentially could be one of their quicks as well. So yeah. he may run out of spots. But I, I agree. He's like he what, topped the shield for wickets taken a couple of years ago and really was pushing for test selection. So he's a quality bowler if he can if he can get a run. And it's a return home. He used to play for the Thunder. So I'm hoping that he gets, yeah. a, gets some burn. And he was only 62K. So I could got it, get him under the cap with 4.1 thousand left. Nice. Nicely done. All right. So my side, I have gone with Ryan Phillippe. I yeah. mean, Josh Phillippe. Yep. At the top of mine. Uh, <laughs> it I went just with, doesn't get old. <laughs> uh, I went with Baxter Holt as the, my bench wicketkeeper because he's the cheapest one I could get. and I Baxter just, Holt, what a name. I know, right? I don't know if he's going to get much of a run, but... Yeah. Um, like, he's got a comic book character. Mm. Like, if... <laughs> I don't know, it just sounds like... Um, I, I just rem- I'm reminded of that um, character from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Baxter something. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, I have gone with Darcy Short. Um, opens batting, bowls handy spin. Uh, Hurricanes will have a double game round in round two, so get you, him in you, there. You paid the premium. Paid the premium. Uh, I've gone with Glenn Maxwell, uh, who, again, you know, one of the premier T20 plays. He's had a shocking IPL, but backing him to bounce back on home turf. Um, can bat and bowl, obviously, and, as I said, the Stars have a double game round first up. Um, I've gone with Will Jacks. Um, that's a, that's the very dynamic name. He was the player of the tournament for the NatWest T20 Blast, and he's coming over. Uh, word is he potentially is opening the batting in Wade's absence. Right. Okay. With Darcy Short. And again, we'll have a double game round two. Um, I've gone with Usman Khawaja uh, at $115,000. Mm. You know, he's experienced. We know the damage yeah. that he can cause if he gets in and... And plays well. Um, one of those guys that sticks to sort of a very technically correct technique while approaching T twenty and pay gets you know gets dividends out of it. So he just um, hits through the lines, and that's that's all we've ever wanted him to do. So yeah. hopefully, with the the pressures of trying to force his way back into the side, pretty much gone at one fifteen k. That's that's a bargain. That's yeah, a, I reckon that's a good pick. Um, and I've got Dan Christian, who is um, playing for the Sixers this year, a bit of an all-rounder. I went with him because guys like Enriques and um, and Abbott uh, are going to be, and Jackson Bird are all going to be out for round one because of the Australia A squad. Uh, Curran's obviously overseas with England, um, and then Abbott, Abbott, Enriques and Jackson Bird are all missing round one being for Australia A duty. So I think he's going to get probably four overs as well. So right. a lot of usage there. And at $105,000 with some big hitting down the bottom, you know, could end up turning the so, tide. So he's playing for the Sixers. Sorry. He's turning for the Sixers okay, this year. Right. Oh, man. Oh, man, I've got to keep track of this stuff. <laughs> um, I've gone with Jack Wildermuth from the Heat as one of my options on the bench. Oh, he's dual position, bat bowl, only $62,000. And there's talk of... Big things. He'll probably talk is he'll slot into that Ben Cutting role now that he's moved down to the Thunder. So it could be some room for some big price rises. And uh, Baisley also from the Heat uh, because, well, essentially because he's bottom dollar in dual position. So it allows me to right. move my team around a little bit of flexibility there. 
Uh, getting to the bowlers, I've got Marcus Stoinis, um, as we talked about with you, at $185,000 and being able to bowl as well. It's hard to pass up, especially with a double game round first up. Um, I've got Nathan Coulter-Nile. Um, he's a bit of a forgotten man, isn't he? Yeah, he's a he's a, a good short-form bowler. Um, gone a bit by the wayside. Unfortunately, injuries have finally sort of put a halt to any sort of international aspirations that he's got, but he's um, playing for the Stars, double game first up at under $140,000. Hard to go past. Um, I picked a local boy, Mornay Morkel, in yep. my side. <laughs> Again, starting really cheap, only tick over $130,000. Um, really great reputation as a wonder, or sorry, short-form bowler, so I think he'll do really well. Uh, Adam Milne, the... New Zealand quick for the Thunder. Again, he's very reasonably priced at $125,000. Essentially, I've got him in there. I think there's plenty of room to grow. Um, Noor Ahmed, the 15-year-old spinner for the Renegades. I've got him in there. Um, word yeah. is he's going to do wondrous things in the uh, in the Big Bash. And at $62,000, he's only got to do kind of interesting things to make some money. So yeah, went with him. I'm carrying Rashid Card on the bench because he's got two double game rounds for rounds th- two and three. Yeah, that's that's why he's on my bench too. I didn't just so it saves know. me a trade having to get him in. I know it's a lot. Two hundred thousand dollars is a lot to just have sitting on the bench doing nothing. But uh, yeah, um, I'm prepared to pay that so I don't have to spend all my trades to try and get him in for exactly. Oh, I got caught without him last year, and I just yeah, just not doing it again. And um, I've picked up Xavier Bartlett, who's been added there. So um, he's a guy that I I might necess- I might have to change some things up as I get a little bit closer because I've got uh, a bunch of cheapies who aren't may- might possibly not do anything. But I think Bartlett will probably end up making that heat side. I think they're lacking with Josh Lalor going down. I think he's at the Renegades now. Right. There's a spot there, and Bartlett started up this year really well for Queensland in the Shield side. So he's a young. Right. Talented quick. I think he's going to get a run. Um, hopefully he does. Jag some stuff early on. Makes a bit of coin. Then I can flip him to someone else. But, uh, yeah, so that's my side. Yeah. Um, nice. For those of you that are interested, if you wish to play Supercoach with us, we have a league going. Yes. I'm going to read it out. And uh, if you don't have a pen handy, go grab one. Um, yeah. And if you don't, can't be bothered getting a pen, I will put it in our description for the episode when I upload it. Yeah, start the banter. It's more fun if you know who you're beating. So um, the league code is 786705. I have 12 spots left in this one, and if we fill it up, I'll just open another one and then put it up as well. Um, we'd love to see you get on board. It's really easy to do. Just uh, download the Supercoach app from any of your app stores or Google short store, wherever you're running on. And if you don't want to do it off your phone, you can do it through the internet. So you can do it, just do it at uh, supercoach.com.au. Sign up. It's completely free. Um, great lot of fun. Great way to stay enthused with all of the cricket that's going on. We love to get lots of people involved and a bit of bragging rights at the end. So yeah. I'm pretty sure Scotty said he was keen to come back. Gary's yeah. going to be in it as well. So sorry, yeah. I've got... So that ten spots, I got ten spots left. Right, once those guys come in. Yep. Um. Yeah. We we definitely didn't win last year either. No. Oh. Some guy, 
some of those guys, they had so much foresight um, with their picking. It was, yeah, they'd really spent some time on it. I'm pretty sure I'm going to add Warney to the group yeah. if, if he comes back because I like, I like beating Shane Warne because good. That, was, can, that was fun. He just goes on and talks about how he's going to beat everyone and you're just looking at him and you just know that he has never, ever actually played the game. <laughs> yeah. Though I tell you what, one of the commentators who, if you, those of you who are playing it and you want to take on, take on the experts, I'm not sure if they're going to do that this year. Last year they allowed you to add experts to your, to your league um, so you guys like Ishigua and Warney and all those guys that were doing it. But one guy, be careful adding this person to your league, Michael Hussey. That guy knows what's going on. <laughs> He's not called Mr. Cricket for no reason. He, no. I, I reckon he is he is. He's gone from Mr. Cricket he's, to, to Mr. He's Mr. well involved. Oh man, he was he was good. I think he was in the top three thousand almost all year. Like he he <laughs> knows what's going on. He's just not some cricketer that's been yeah, handed he a just phone. Rings up, he just rings up his brother for inside information about who's go, who he's going to select. Though <laughs> he didn't only pick stars players though. Like <laughs> yeah, he, that's true. He knows what's going on. So yeah. if you're going to challenge Michael Hussey, be ready. He's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so those are our sides. Um, cool. We'll post them up onto our Facebook page as well so everyone can have a bit of a gander and have a look and laugh at our selections or go, oh, that's not a bad yeah, idea. See, see, I can see people laughing at my selections because I've given it exactly no forethought. That's all right. That's what the <laughs> next week or so is, is to panic trade yeah. repeatedly for a week until you exactly. finally just go, all right, I'm, I can't do it anymore. I'm just going with this into round one and we'll just yeah. see what happens. Yeah. I mean, you just trade for the sake of... Being able to trade freely, yeah, yeah, and then you, knowing that as soon as round one starts, yeah. I I've got a these are worth a premium, and I can't go and yeah. just spend them willy nilly. Yeah. Also, by the way, the uh, character I was thinking of is is Baxter Stockman from Ninja Turtles. Uh, you know, the super villain who could yes. turn into a fly. Yes. yes anyway, I that, that, that's important information. It's it's rounded it's rounded <laughs> out nicely. That'll do. All right, stay tuned. We're going to tackle a quiz straight after this. Yes, here we are again. We're going to tackle another quiz. We've been doing all right. We did the um, last time we out. We did the all the the triple centurions for this century, and we named them all with a minute to spare. And we did really good. Yeah. And then we missed one name for the last one, which was all of the players Clint to debut <laughs> under under Ricky Ponting's captaincy. And we won't forget it again. It was Clint Mackay was the guy that we missed. Uh, Damn it. Yep. So, uh, and this one, we decided in the spirit of what's happening later on this week, we're going to do the top run getters in the Border Gavaskar Trophy this century. So, the highest run scorers out of test matches between Australia and India since the year 2000. So, there are 25 names and we have five minutes to do it. Are you ready, Glenn? Yep, but I reckon you're going to get most of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here yeah. we go. So the top two with well over 2,000 runs each are both Indians, so I think that they're going to be Tendulkar. Yep. Oh, funny they are. Dravid. It could be Laxman, though. Laxman. He's got to be in. Laxman was two. Yep. Uh, Ponting. He was third. Clark. He was fourth. Hayden. He had a really good series over there. One point. Hayden was fifth. Dravid was sixth. And then we've got, um, oh, I can Donny will be in there. 
He has to be. He's in there. Coley yeah, obviously Coley. be there. Yeah. Uh, Smith. Mm, yeah. Coley's got more runs than Smith. Um, I wouldn't. Oh, because Smith's played one less series. That'd be why. Yeah. Uh, Pujara. Is Rahane? I think he scored a few against him. Rahane is in there. He. How he, about Damian Martin? I remember him having a decent tour at one point. He is. Yeah. Langer is in there. War. I wonder if that's both wars. Do oh, we get two for the price of one? No, it's only Steve. Steve is the last one on this list with 567. Um, Darwin. Darwin. Oh, no. How do you spell his name? Glenn, look D- up how you spell Darwin. Oh, your, your five minutes will be lapsed. That's all right. I can do it. I've just got to navigate off Baxter Stockman now. <laughs> Sean Marsh is there. Who else are we missing? 2008. So yeah. Hussey would have to be in there, surely. Yeah. Yes. A thousand runs, and the last series they played was in 2010. That had, well, Gilchrist. Yes. He'd so be in there. It's uh, Darwin D H. Yep. A W A N. Yeah, he is not on this list apparently. Okay. Or, or is it going to be weird and give me shicker? No, no. Um, so we've got a, uh, an Indian that scored seventeen hundred runs, and the last time he played was two thousand and thirteen. Is he's the, the the top guy left over? Ganguly. He wasn't the guy, but he's on the list. Okay. We've currently got eighteen out of twenty-five with two minutes to go. Um, can you give me some more years? Big, we've got all the big three and four out. Ganguly, Driver, Laxman. Uh, so we've got, yeah, 1,700, 2013. 1,300 in the last time we played was 2018. So the last uh, tour. Is, is there anyone sort of really early, like Azradin? Um, I don't think he's... Uh, he would have scored most of his runs in the 90s. This one is not doing well. Thousand runs. The last time they played was twenty seventeen. So Warner maybe yes. He's in there. Okay. He was a twenty seventeen one. How many Australians have we got left? We've got an Australian who last played in twenty fifteen and an Australian that last played in twenty ten. What about Gilchrist? Uh, I got Gilchrist and I tried Haddon and he hasn't done anything. Um. Okay. Simon Cattage. Yes. What about uh, Watson? Yes. Yes. Uh, so they're just Indians now. Okay. Jesus, seventeen hundred runs. And last time he played was twenty thirteen. Who are we missing? That's a. Oh gosh. Um. <laughs> there'll be some Indian fans screaming these names. <laughs> um. Oh, we're running out of time. We're coming okay. up to ten seconds. Ten. I don't think we're going to get this. We're four short. I'm just having a complete mental blank. I've already got Dhoni. Oh, my God. I feel so stupid. Verinda Savag, Murali Vijay. Oh, my God. Gautam Gambia and KL Rahul. 
Sorry, that was poor. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. We should have got Saberg at the very least there. I was thinking of Indian openers as well, and I had Saywag in my. <laughs> well, three, all of them were openers. Uh, uh, well, I just had a mental blank. Yeah, and we went with Shikhar Darwin over, over Saywag. Yeah. I just remember him just absolutely yeah. murdering us over in, in in India. You would not. He's think not even on the list, and would, yeah. so yeah, you would not think that we'd forget Saywag when he scored that 190 at the SCG. Uh, so we did get 21 out of 25. We got all of the Aussies, so that's one thing for us, I suppose. Yeah. Um, it was a struggle, but we got there. All right, well. I mean, Gambia didn't have a, a stellar career, but he must have done pretty well against Australia. Um, KL Rahul is a guy that I'm surprised is already on this list. He's a young guy, yeah. and he's already up nearly 600 runs against Australia, so well, he's got true. bright things I mean, in his I didn't future. even have him in my starting lineup, but he's in the squad to play. So he probably will start. I imagine he probably will. Yeah, looking at those um, those stats. Well, there we go. That's another quiz done. It's not our proudest moment, but still 21 <laughs> out of 25 is not horrible. Um, and we really should have probably been, I'm going to say 23 out of 25. We probably should have got Savarg and VJ. We didn't do well there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that'll do us for another week. I think the next, oh, well, yeah. no, no. Quit, quit while we're behind. <laughs> we won't have an episode next week because I will be busy. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. My, okay. my son will be born. So yes. we will probably have to catch you guys all the following week. So we'll take another week off. I know, I know, it's getting to that Christmassy period. You're just desperate for cricket news, and here we are. We're only coming to you every other week. We'll have to get your son on. We'll do better. <laughs> Onto the podcast. Oh, I'm sure he'll be full of cricketing nuances. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just get it in there, in the subconscious early. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Talking cricket to him. That's what I mean. Like, he's being born at the, right this the time where I've got leave. It's just going to be me and him on the lounge watching cricket. Yeah. It'll be fine. That's you just cricket through, like... <laughs> well, that's like, right. It's got to be. It's got to be in your blood. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> all right. Thank you all for listening. That's us for another episode. Like we said, we'll catch you all in two weeks, not just the one. Um, and yeah, we'll hopefully have Gary back, and we'll get on yep. to it. And we'll probably have some. We'll have some cricket to talk about. The ODIs and T20s, I think, will be done by then. So, yeah. and we'll be rearing up for the first test if I've got my working it out of my head with well, a day's lineup. We'll be able to talk about cricket without. Inventing subjects. That's it. <laughs> we can talk about actual cricket that has happened. Don't get me wrong. I love inventing subjects to talk cricket about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That'll do us. Enjoy, everyone. Bye for now. See ya. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.